Podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey. This is That Oneness Guy, podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. As an author, singer, songwriter, and a podcaster, I am spreading my message of oneness, as you know, basically to anyone who will listen. Okay, so if you haven't seen it yet, these podcasts now have an official home. That's right. You can now watch and listen to all of the podcasts from me, that oneness guy, all on a newly designed and an interactive website. So I highly encourage you to go visit it at www.thatonenessguy.com. So my friends, go check it out. The site also contains my blogs and the new vlogs that I've been recently uh, doing as well, too. So by all means, check it out. So as I like to say, let's get right back into podcasting. You are listening to episode number 23, an interview with Living in Alignment podcast host, Jess. So let me first tell you a little about this outstanding podcast. The Living in Alignment podcast is about living a life in alignment with who you truly are. It has a core focus upon discovering what you were put on this earth to do and aligning with that pathway. For when we follow what lights us up on a daily basis, we feel more fulfilled. And when we feel more fulfilled, we are more loving and present in our relationships and in our day-to-day life. It gives our life more meaning and we embrace our authenticity. Now, let me say, for those of you guys who know me out there, you know how important the whole concept of alignment is to me. Especially as you know that I've become a huge fan recently of Esther Hicks and the spirit guy uh, that she channels called Abraham. So it was really only natural for me to gravitate towards a podcast called Living in Alignment. And as soon as I started to listen to some of the episodes, I got to tell you, I said to myself, I got to get to know this host. So that's exactly what I did. Last week, I set up a Zoom meeting. And I had a wonderful conversation with this very, very special person. She is a beacon of light, love, and of life itself. And I am so very, very happy to get to know her. My podcasting friends, allow me to introduce you to Jess from Living in Alignment. Hello, Jess. Hi, Danny. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. That is so wonderful. Really so cool, I- right? I liked it. <laughs> I did. I felt honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you for, for coming on. And like for those who haven't uh, surmised by now, uh, Jess is speaking to me from Essex, right? Yeah, Essex in, in the UK. In the UK, so she's uh, some hours ahead of me, but she was kind enough because I had to actually push this podcast up a few hours because I was doing some work with the missus this afternoon. But um, all right, Jess, so listen, how about if we dive right into this? Like we said when we spoke last week, um, I know how I came to find my uh, like aha moment, as, as, as some do call it, you know. So you called it a life changing decision. So, you know, I know that many of my listeners have experienced stuff like this or, or events similar to this in their life, but I want to hear, and I know that my listeners want to hear from you as to what was that moment for you or what was that decision that led you down a path of living in alignment? Mm -hmm. Perfect question. So 
Yes, so I'll start, uh, it's about two years ago now, I was in a long-term relationship, I was saving up for a house, um, the plan was to eventually get married and um, I move away and strangely enough, about six months prior to my life changing decision, I decided to meditate, I hadn't meditated in a good couple of years I'd neglected it I meditated a lot when I was at university and for me I just had this urge one day to to sit down and meditate and as I was doing so my highest self came through or a voice in my head which made me feel like I was crazy um <laughs> told me to yeah told me to leave my relationship and move back home with my parents um and it really shocked me it was something I'd never heard before. It was so strange. It was my own voice, but it was so authoritative and just, it, it shocked me basically. And for the following near six months, I carried that around with me and I was in complete denial. I thought, I don't want to leave my relationship. I was very happy. My life at that point was really good, but this thing just niggled away at me for about six months. And just one day I woke up and I thought, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I feel like I'm living a lie. I feel like there's something in this. Um, so in a day I quit my job, I left my relationship and moved back in with my parents and just really started again. I completely had to, you know, build my life up again from, from nothing. I'd worked so hard for where I got to, but I knew it wasn't truly who I was and what I wanted. It was so, a scary moment for you though, huh? Yeah, it really was. And Thankfully, everything's sort of settled now and everyone's on good terms and whatnot. But yeah, it was a very, very difficult time. But it was it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. But it was the best decision because I knew that I was going down a path that actually really wasn't what I wanted. It was ticking boxes for other people and what I thought everyone wanted for me, not what I wanted. So by doing that and having, making that life change decision overnight of just kind of throwing the towel in from my old life, um, I just gave myself space to really come back to myself and I started meditating, practicing yoga, um, journaling, reading a lot of self-development books and just really got clear on what it is that I wanted. And that was to have build a career around spirituality and connecting with yourself because it's something that I had lost and something that I had discovered about six years prior to that um, when I was at university and, and really started diving into this whole alignment space, but completely let it go as you do when you're in relationships and, you know, other things become important, but I completely lost touch with who I was. And by making that big change and completely throwing myself out of my comfort zone mm. was how it, how it all started. So that was my life changing decision. Now that's, Stuff like that just, just, just amazes me because like as we talked about last week, uh, I, I didn't make the decision myself. Like for me, I told you I was, I was working a job uh, for 30 years and then I got, you know, I got laid off. So I was forced into, but from your perspective, how you say that, especially early on, it was going against every fiber of your being was saying, you know, I, I, I've, I've been doing this. I'm with this person. I'm here. What keeps gnawing at me? What keeps telling me to make this change, which I know is going to be life altering. Mm. So for you to act upon that is, is to me so encouraging because I 
preach a lot to like the people who listen to me regarding intuition, which is like another topic that we spoke about. And that's exactly what that was. You heeded your intuitive guidance, your divine guidance, if you may, to make that change. But man, like I said, you know, like if I didn't get laid off, I could, chances are I would have still been working in Manhattan. Yeah. Know? So it's, it's freaky. But uh, as we know, and as we talked about too, uh, I don't believe that there's any accidents in no. this world of ours and everything happens for reasons. So, but wow, that's, that's like a real interesting take because you actually, you pulled the trigger per se. You actually said, I'm doing this. I'm changing. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't easy at all. It was definitely the hardest time of my life, but I just knew that now looking back on it and you know, everything in, in hindsight, obviously it does seem a lot easier. I know that it was the best decision I've ever made because not only have I set someone else free on their own bar, on their own path, but I have really found myself and, and found who I truly am. And I think a lot of people who knew me two years ago would probably feel like I am very different now. It's strange because the person I was two years ago isn't who I truly was. So it's, it's so interesting. Uh Um, but yeah, I don't regret it for a second, but it was hard. But for me, I'm very much an all or nothing person. Um, and if I feel like something has to change, then I'll do it all in one go. So. so let me ask you something back on those initial days, your first couple days, your first week, your first month, when you moved back in with your folks, was there a time or a moment when you said, all right, you know, did I do the right thing? There had to be right. At least uh, briefly. <laughs> Yeah, no, and there were, well, I went back and forth for about a week or so and decided to try and restart my old life again. And after sitting with it, I realized it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And it, it is that familiarity, you know, you get used to a certain lifestyle. And I guess that big change is so uncomfortable. You don't actually really know how to be. So for me, it took a lot of strength um, to push through all of that and, and persevere. And thankfully I did. And here we are today. Very, right. very different life now. But um, yeah, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So it all pays off in the end. Just sometimes the discomfort is pretty horrible. It's tough. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as we know too, that for this lifetime that there has to be growth because if we're not growing we're not expanding and and you know we are basically infinite beings and the way that infinite beings and spiritual beings uh grow is through expansion like we have to grow we have to have these changes things have to open up that's what it's about otherwise you know if we don't we're stagnant we die everything is in motion that's why you know that's a great thing to like to think about too about like especially like when we look at like the physical versus the spiritual, we say in like in, in this realm that everything is moving. Like even if they look at a rock under a microscope, it's nothing but molecules bouncing like millions of times a second. So there's really nothing solid. Everything is in motion, but that was a great story. All right. So we heard about now what your life changing decision was. Now um, I told you like last week on, and plus I just mentioned, why I am so in, involved in, in, in the term alignment in general, especially from like uh, Esther Hicks and the Air Spirit Guide Abraham. Um, now she comes from the foundation that we need to raise our vibrations to align ourselves with that of our source. Mm. Now, um, I know that this thought represents a kind of foundation from your perspective as well. Tell us 
how you expand upon that notion and how we should attempt maybe to live in alignment from, mm -hmm. you know, from how, how you view that concept of alignment? Yeah, great question. So for me, I guess, and it is similar to how um, Esther looks at it and, uh, and how she approaches that subject. But I guess for me, it's really about aligning with who you truly are at your core, your mm -hmm. complete authentic self. And I genuinely believe that's always changing on a day-to-day -day basis. Who I was last week is different to who I am now and in the following weeks. And I think what I've come to notice in the last two years is that living in alignment with who you truly are is a day-to-day -day, um, journey. It's something that is constantly evolving. Like you said, we're always moving, we're always changing. And for me, it's about taking that time to really get to know yourself and really understand what makes you tick and what makes you happy because what I found where I thought I was living in alignment back you know two years ago before I made that decision what I realized was I was aligning with everyone else's vision for my life or what I felt like I needed to be doing but not once did I actually sit down and ask myself hey Jess what is it that you want what do you want yeah. out of your life and that's what I had to do and that's what I continue to do as often as I can keep asking myself what is it that I want and if something isn't aligned with that, then I will try and make that change. Um, and of course, it's not easy. It's not a linear journey. There is a lot of discomfort. And I think once you're on this journey of alignment, you do start to see where you may need to, you know, I've done a lot of investing in, in coaches and in my own self-development because there's lots of, you know, self-limiting beliefs or behavioral patterns or things from our childhood, et cetera, et cetera, that you know, maybe holding us back in different areas. And for me, I think self-development and investing in yourself is so important and so key to really aligning with who you want to be. And it's about stripping back all of those layers, all of those things that society and our friends and our family and everyone around us puts on us, all this pressure and these labels that actually so many of them don't actually ring true. They're not right, actually. Exactly. You know, because you said last week too, that's, uh, like stuck in my head just when you said what is true to you you know that's that's so encouraging for for everybody because folks that's what it's about we have to find like as jess is alluding to to live in alignment you have to be aligned with who and what you are and so now the next question obviously is well how do i know you know when it feels right right jess when something feels right like for you you were facing like like these huge changes in your life, but you knew that you had that inherent calling, that something was pushing you and nudging you, that intuitive nature was guiding you towards that. So that was your true self, like you said, your higher self speaking to you. And that's, and that's what I like to come across with my friends and listeners too, is like, if you ask that question about, you know, how do I know? listen to your heart, listen to your inner callings. It has to be true to you. And that's what Jess says. What is true to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so agree. And by doing that, you know, all it takes is to have those moments of solitude, whether that's through meditation, whether that's sitting with your coffee in the morning, whether that's going for a walk, whatever it is, it doesn't actually matter what method you use. It's about, can you actually quieten your mind, get out of mm -hmm. your head, into your heart space, leave your ego you know, at the door and actually really sit with who you truly are. Because so often I think we can mistake our fears as well for what 
we think is right for us when actually our heart isn't scared of anything. Our true higher self has absolutely no fear. No fear. It's just, yeah, it's one, it's one with everything. And when we can get to that space where there is no fear, there's no worry, that's when we can make those really heart led decisions. And like you mentioned, for me, I knew that that decision, you know, these big decisions I had to make were right, did not mean it was easy and did not mean it was, you know, horrible and heartbreaking but my higher self knew that that was the right thing to do. And a lot of the time, the things that we resist the most are the things that we need to really lean into and change. So in order to really live in alignment with what it is that, you know, who you truly are, you need to get to know yourself first. You need to have that time set aside to really understand what it is that you want and keep asking yourself and allow that to change as well. I think we get so fixated or society tells us that we can only be one way and we can't change our minds. You can change your mind as much as you want, as long as you know that's right in your heart. Exactly. There is no one else that should be telling you otherwise. You know, we only have, that's what I've realized is that we only have ourselves to hold accountable to, you know, to our actions and what we do. We only have ourselves to blame really. And actually that is so empowering because we can really change our reality and really create the life we want. We just have to believe in it and really align with that. Um, that vision that we want and just trust that everything is going to work out and I think going back to me making that life changing decision the universe was nudging me so hard for those six months that even if I hadn't taken that leap something else probably would have happened quite drastically whether that was somebody else ending the relationship or my job falling through or I having me having to move back to my parents for whatever other reason the universe is always going to point you on the right path it just makes it a lot easier if you actually listen if and you listen. those nudges along the way um, and constantly keep aligning. And I like something that you referenced too, Jess, about fear, how that can also play such a large part in our lives. Like don't mistake uh, your fear of something for all right, some like kind of intuitive nudge, because that will never be the case, my friends, as you've heard me say many times before. Uh, fear is just how we react to thoughts that we're having. There's no such thing as fear in the universe. There are only fearful thoughts, and we are the only ones that can control our thoughts and, and in the ways that we think. So how do you know the difference? Again, it gets back to if you have a thought that's stemming from fear, you'll feel that. It feels differently than when it comes from a place of love. Everything comes from either love or from fear. Any thought that we, any decision that we make will either emanate from love or from fear. The ones that stem from fear, you know it because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It makes you feel like, like the term afraid. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't feel confident. You feel skeptical. You feel uh, indecisive, if you may. Right, Jess? Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like as well, when you are making decisions from fear or from a place of lack, it is it kind of lingers. When it comes from a place of love, it's just a deep knowing. And it is so hard to, I've had this before when people say, well, how do you know how to listen to your intuition? How do you know how to listen to your heart over your head? It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of practice. But one way you can do that on a daily basis is to tune into yourself, have those moments, um, you know, and, and just sit in meditation or, or for quite five minutes and ask yourself, what is my higher self 
telling me today what does my soul want me to do and you'd be surprised these messages come through it's not through your mind it's just it's a deep knowing and I think everyone can do that this is not you know one person can tap into their intuition another person can't exactly can you know it's just about getting out of your head you know leaving those thoughts behind and moving into that stillness that oneness that really beautiful space that we all have access to we just have to learn to prioritize because that's where we're going to make the best decisions. That's where we're going to have a more richer and fulfilling life if we're leading from our heart rather than from our mind and our ego. So mm. it's so beneficial. Very, very. Um, I love how you said too about just quieting the mind. Folks, you guys have heard me say this for, for years now. It is so imperative to especially nowadays in light of everything that we're facing as a society, as humanity, we need to quiet the mind and do not think for one second that I can't meditate or that's not for me or it's, mm-hmm. or it's too long. No, you can start with trying to just quiet yourself for two minutes, put a timer on your iPhone for two minutes and just focus on the breath, focus on breathing in and breathing out because focusing on it, what's what like that will do will kind of like, uh, dissuade your mind from thinking about something like that. Otherwise, I know more than anyone how our minds just go. It is very hard for me to meditate myself. I'm getting better at it because I practice it daily, obviously. But when you do focus on your breath, it does it, you know, like it doesn't allow a lot of these thoughts to pop in. And that's how you quiet the mind. And after a while, then you'll do it for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I do, I do honestly 15 minutes every morning. And I'm mm-hmm. looking to expand that. But for me, that's perfect because it takes me about a good five minutes before I'm at that moment where I'm just like, uh, I'm like a zombie. Just, you know, really I am. But uh, I know like my body like kind of just goes like limp. I'm sitting in a chair and I just like, like I, I sense that like my sensories are, are vibing that I can feel it. But I know that my mind is just like empty. And that's, that's, the, that's the place that you want to get to for the reasons of that's how we in turn find our alignment, find out what's going to make us uh, be and stay in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to touch on something else that we spoke about last week, Jess, and that was uh, manifestation. Now my, my listeners know that uh, I, I uh, singled out a specific quote from, from Abraham and, and I've been using it a lot on a lot of my posts and it's simple. And it says, Ask and it is always given. Not sometimes, not if you're in a good mood, not if you hit the line. If we ask for things, if we, if we utilize our energies, our vibration, and understand that we are spirit, whenever we put a thought out into the universe, it's always responded to. The mm-hmm. problem is we put up the blockage to not allow it to come in. Yeah. So... So that is how, you know, I, I like to lean towards what Abraham says about asking us. I understand that. And it's, and it's back to alignment and it's up to ourselves again, not to put up that blockage, as I just mentioned. So just share with my listeners, you know, how you view manifestation and how we can all look towards what we intend to manifest through mm-hmm. living in alignment. 
Yeah. No, that's another amazing question. I, think, I am crushing on the questions, by the way. I know. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So manifestation, it's, yeah, like you said, we are manifesting all the time. I think that's such an important reminder because everything we focus on is what's going to come back to us. And I think we forget that unless we are aware of our thoughts, we are constantly thinking of probably rubbish throughout the majority of the day or worrying about things or you know, majority of the stuff that we think about is completely out of our control. But actually, like you said, what we're doing, we are bringing that towards us. And, um, you know, we are the creators of our reality. And sometimes it's not something we want to hear. We yeah, want to true. External. We want to blame COVID. We want to yeah. blame. <laughs> we want to blame our jobs and our colleagues and all of this. But actually, we're the only ones in control of our reality. We can change that. And yeah, with manifestation. Um, for me, what I have found is some things that I can manifest are a lot easier than others. So what I've noticed in the last couple of years, I'm really good at manifesting new houses or new apartments. Um, nice. Yeah, which is great. But I realized after reflecting earlier today on it um, is because I have absolutely no, um, I guess, no blockages in what I want. So the way I've had to manifest my last two apartments is because I've had to do it within a quick time frame. For those of you who know, in London, flats and apartments go within about a week. So you have to be really clear and you have to be on it very quickly. So for me, when it comes to manifesting a new home, I've got the list. I know exactly what I want and I know how it makes me feel. Um, and I moved into this apartment a month ago. And as soon as I walked in, it ticked all the boxes. And as soon as I walked in, I knew it was the one. I didn't even have to say anything. I was like, yeah, I'm taking it. Um, and they were like, oh, okay. Um, you know, you've only just been here. I was like, no, no, I know. And for me, it's just that deep knowing that this is exactly what I've manifested. And going back to, without going too off topic, it's, you have to be so clear on exactly what it is you want without allowing that doubt yeah. in your mind. And I guess with something like a home, you know, it is something that you have to be so certain of because it is a huge chapter and a huge part of your life. Um, but I had no doubt in finding somewhere that I wanted and finding it in an area that was really aligned with who I am and what I wanted. Um, so I guess with manifestation, it is really about being so clear on what it is you want, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the specifics. And this is something that I've learned over time as well is that you don't necessarily have to have the list of, you know, it has to have X windows and yeah. be on this floor and have this, you know, look a certain way. It's more about how you feel in that space or how you feel around that person or how you feel in that relationship or how you feel in that job. It's all about how does that thing, whatever you're manifesting, how does it make you feel? So if you want to manifest 10 grand, that's great. But how is that 10 grand going to make you feel? Is it going to make your life easier? Or is it going to have you something, you know, give you something else to worry about? So, and I think Esther touches on this a lot. It's really about choosing that feeling, that vibration that you want to tap into. So when it comes to manifesting, um, and I do this through my morning meditations as well. So I do a lot of visualization um, and focus on how I want to feel. So whatever it is, you know, when I was manifesting this home, I was visualizing myself in a place. I didn't know what it looked like, but I knew how I wanted to feel. So that's why as soon as I walked in here, that, that feeling was matched, that vibration. It matched it up. It was in alignment. Yeah. Exactly. And that's so, why that is, that is so important to, mm -hmm. as we're actually manifesting, because we are 
vibrational beings, my friends, it's, it's really important to look for that feeling. All right. And I've heard so many, you know, spiritual authors and speakers say this over the years that we have to assume the feeling mm -hmm. prior to actually the realization of something being manifested. So whatever, like for your example, like you said, you were feeling what it was going to be like to be <clears throat> in that exact apartment mm -hmm. or that flat. And uh, that's, that's what it's about. It's about getting to that place where we feel what it's like. Uh, you know, I actually made fun of it, like in my last book, because uh, I was touching on this exact topic. And I said, put it this way. I said, everyone would like love to have $50 million in a bank account for argument's sake. How would you feel? I said, aside from all the zeros in your, you know what I mean? In the bank, how would you feel? Like, I know me personally, I like, I always say that, I would have a certain level of comfort knowing that I never have a financial concern again in my life. Mm. Like that to me is a specific feeling and I know how that feels. I don't have 50 million in the bank yet, but yeah. I can assume that feeling. And my friends, I've been assuming that feeling for quite some time. So hopefully it's coming closer, coming closer. But that's what that's about. We need to assume these feelings as if they have already manifested because that is how we raise our vibration. And that is how we match up with what our source, our God, our spirit, our vortex, speaking of Abraham and Esther, that, that's what they call it. That's how we align ourselves with that. It's through the way that we feel. The feeling is the most predominant part of our vibration and how we feel. Yeah, I so well, agree. That's the thing. But our, you know, we get so caught up in thinking, oh, well, our mind's going to know when I get there and that's when it's going to understand. Your mind's completely irrelevant. It's, it is yes. how you feel because whether it's 50 million, 5 million, 5 pounds, you can still have that same feeling of feeling abundant. Yeah feeling grateful that doesn't change regardless of the amount if you you're still going to have that same core feeling so all it takes is for you to keep tricking your mind into it and you know mm. whether it's looking at different apartments and manifesting or feeling that feeling as you're walking in them or you know every time you get a thousand pounds in your account that you feel that abundance and you feel yeah. that you know 50 million pounds feeling your body is still going to be aligning that vibration regardless mm -hmm. of what the manifestation is and so it's so important I think that's what I definitely misunderstood when I first got into manifestation I was so focused on the external but actually what I found is what I've manifested in the last two years are just so many abundant experiences that monetarily aren't really there it's um, just how things have made me feel and that's what I've attracted because that's the vibration that I'm now living on so yeah, feeling is everything for manifestation, 100%. And I love what you said, Jess, too. You said, you know, because to a lot of people, it sounds like a game. And I actually, um, I'm going, like the closing chapter of my new book is called Play the Game. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. People don't like to hear someone say that, like, life is a game. But when you come right down to it, it is. You can just view it as such because this does not represent what we are. We are spiritual beings. We come here so we can uncover exactly who we are and, and, and find out why that alone is a game. But when it comes down to really trying to manifest, really trying to keep ourselves in alignment, 
We have to monitor our thoughts on a daily basis. That's a game. We have to assume, we have to assume all these feelings of like what we want to manifest. That's a game as well too. It really is. So I'm not downplaying or dissing on this life journey of ours, but to me, it, it like helps to lighten some of the load. Like when you, when you view it as play the game, you know, because Abraham on like one of her many videos says, I love this game. Who wouldn't love this game? I'll play this game 24 seven. She goes, that's what it's all about. We want to, we want to think the thing, you know, like our like thoughts will make us feel good. Our feeling good will raise our vibrations every day. Catch ourselves, stop the blockage, catch ourselves. And she, and she, you know, repeats, repeats, repeats and in, in like incessantly. And then she makes fun of herself. I say herself, but she refers to the guide as they, you know, but like she actually makes fun of herself. Mm-hmm. in that way because she does she goes but that's what it takes it takes the repeatingness the repeatedness of just looking at life from this perspective yes we have to do this we have to monitor our thoughts we have to feel good but yeah man it's uh but it makes sense and when it does things that we look to manifest and then you sit back and say wow that was a coincidence no it was not it was definitely not, right? Just you bring these things, you bring our intentions towards us. Yeah. By what we think, by living in alignment. Yeah. And you know what I think is so important? This is something I've done recently as well is if you are, for the listeners who are maybe new on this manifestation journey, or maybe are just getting into it to look back on the last couple of years at what you've manifested, because you will have thought about all of those things at one point. So whether that was, I wanted to get a new job yep. or I wanted move or i wanted to have a dog or i wanted to have a relationship you manifested all so well said so well said jazz you know we are right we are nothing more than the sum of our collective thoughts to exactly what i'm doing right now and speaking with you and you speaking with me we were meant to find each other through some way and to maybe share our cohesive message through alignment and oneness but there are, you know, there are no accidents in a perfect universe. And that's, I love that concept, but uh, yeah. So anything that you manifested, my friends out there, where you are right now, you know, and there are a lot of people out there listening to this who might not be too happy, but just know in the same breath, you can say, well, I can change my thought process right now. You can change your thought like that. I just did, you know, you just change your thoughts and that's what it comes down to again. There's that game aspect of it again. If you're not happy with how your life is going for whatever reasons, job, relationships, anything, health, you can change anything. Agreed. Yeah. That's all no, important. I thought so. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving right along here, uh, I like put here as our potential if needed, but I, but I do want to touch on it because mm-hmm. I love the premise that it represents and, uh, how you reference a soul family, S-O-U-L family, and what would, what would we know as like like-minded people. I love that thought process because we had a discussion about how we gravitate to and from certain people as, we, as our journey evolves. And uh, like I found you is a perfect example. So expand a little upon that, what you mean by your soul family? Yeah, so a strange story um so after kind of changing my life and I moved back to London um last year I realized that a lot of my friendships that I had had in my previous years just weren't really serving me anymore and 
as hard as that is, I think this is one thing I want to touch on as well. We get taught throughout life to end, you know, romantic relationships, but no one ever tells you how to end friendships. And that was really hard. I learned the hard way of having to let go of a lot of long-term friendships where no one did anything wrong. We just weren't aligned anymore. We just didn't really have the same values or really have the same, didn't really see eye to eye anymore. Um, so for me, after kind of changing so much, I thought, well, I need to find like-minded people who were as strange and as weird as me after coming out the spiritual closet and collecting crystals and, you know, wanting to go to women's circles and all these things. Um, so I put it out there to the universe that I wanted to connect with like-minded people. Um, Instagram ha was the most incredible, has been the most incredible platform for me meeting people all over the world, actually. Um, I flew to meet one of my soul sisters last year in Vietnam. So, I wow. mean, things just, it happens. Um, but anyway, I decided to go and push myself outside of my comfort zone and go to a women's circle um, in London. And as soon as I got there, I locked eyes with three other women. And it was just this, again, it was this deep knowing that I was meant to be there with those three. And since then we've been as close as anything, speak, you know, nearly every day. Um, and they're just like family to me. They are my soul family. And that was because I knew that I needed to be surrounded by people that understood me, that saw my gifts, that supported my business and who had kind of leveled up as well, who were on that same vibration as me. Um, and, you know, that's not to say other people, you know, were lower vibration. It's not, you know, it's not as harsh sounding as that. It's more that we're all just on different paths and they have fully aligned with who I am now and we're constantly growing and supporting one another and yeah I found I found my soul family and it was really strange I did sit down one day as you do as I have done for manifesting you know romantic relationships and jobs I've sat down and wrote down the qualities of what I wanted in my friends and it happened after about three or four months they all appeared um and since then yeah I've made connections with soul sisters all over the world um in different countries and yeah it's been amazing so yeah, for me, finding people that really saw who I was. Um, and it, there is such a beauty in being fully seen. And I'd never understood that until last year. And even in my newer relationships of actually being seen for who I am and, and really understood, not just seen as, you know, somebody that, you know, people, we're constantly projecting what we want to see on other people which is fine that's just part of who we are as human beings but when people really see you at soul level and see you for who you truly are and see your unique gifts and talents that is a feeling you cannot actually put into words mm. so I've I found my soul family so I'm very very grateful and it's something that I talk about a lot because I can see and I know that a lot of people are still holding on to old friendships that no longer serve them because they don't want to have those difficult conversations of letting them go and actually saying, you know what, we're just not aligned anymore. And although they are the hardest conversations to have, they are extremely uncomfortable, but we cannot keep ourselves in places where we're kept stuck. If everything else is flowing and everything else is moving forward and you've got people that are pulling and holding you back for no fault of their own, then you have to learn at some point to let that go. And that comes with the, you know, with the whole alignment journey, a lot of it is extremely uncomfortable, but the only way you're going to grow and the only way you're going to really evolve and really access that higher vibration 
is by doing things that are really damn uncomfortable. Um, Because all the opportunities that are presented to you after that are just beyond your wildest dreams, really. So for me, having to do all of this uncomfortable, you know, healing and and all of these other things of, of letting things go, it's just made so much more space in my life for, for people that are just friendships I never ever dreamt of having. Um, so yeah, my soul family, soul family is, is a real thing. Finding people that, that love you for who you are and really see your, your true gifts. And, and think about how that ties into what we've like already discussed, especially about feelings like, you know, like when you met your, your soul sisters, uh, and then like you had that feeling, like you just knew that you were connected on a, you know, like on a higher level. And, uh, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. That's what it's all about. Um, I mentioned to you last week when we spoke that my wife, Andrea and I, we, we like tend to be so, so receptive. Like when we go into uh, specific gatherings or, you know, even if it's a restaurant or stuff like that, like we're so, so receptive to like, if there's like an energy or a vibe in it and like we sense it, if someone comes in and we sense it, like if someone leaves and stuff like that. So uh, like, you know, and then how I like to tie that in is also like when there were people who I thought, like, as you mentioned before about, you know, friends who you're holding on to and stuff like that, like, why do we naturally lose friends as we get older? You know, and I don't like to use that word as lose them, but that's because they're not vibrating. They're not on like that same vibrational path that we may be on. And, you sense that and something makes you drift away. And like some people think that it's bad, like, like they feel bad. Oh, I haven't talked to this one in X amount of years. And then you feel guilty. And that's, that's another unnecessary useless emotion that you put on yourself, but you can't, you have to look at it for face value. Like maybe even ask yourself, honestly, why have I not spoken to this person in X amount of years? And, you know, think about it, look at where that person is, look at where you, you are, especially from a, uh, spiritual place and i mean and you'll you'll find your answers when you listen listen to your heart and listen to what you're feeling um but i you know but i love the whole concept of a soul family because uh, there are few of, yeah. of those people out there you know what i mean like i have a few that i would definitely put like within that realm of my life and my soul family i could probably count them on on one hand to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you and I know, yeah. you know, a lot of people, just like everyone, but in that soul family, when you know that they resonate and they, and they, you know, vibrate along the lines that you come from, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And it's good to have them, especially, you know, like as we get older in life, because we all turn, tend to like learn a little more and grow a little more as, as we're getting older, like, uh, especially like what you just went through your, your life changing decision. And then I know me since I, you know, stopped working. Uh, in the city, like I've I've grown exponentially as far as I can see it. I, it's been huge from just from a spiritual foundation. I know that I've I've written my books and I just keep feeling more and you know steering myself more in in that direction too. But I love it. And yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think one thing I want to add on that is. Um, your the people that you surround yourself with are always a reflection i believe of where you're at at that time in life and i think 
particularly if you're not being your authentic true self, then your friendships and the, the opportunities and experiences you have will be inauthentic as well. And that's what I've realized for so long. I was doing the same thing of, oh, going to the pub on a Friday because everyone was doing that and, you know, drinking because my friends wanted me to and doing all these things that I never actually wanted to do. And only now do I have that real self-respect and self-love where mm. I'm just go, actually, I don't want to do those things. And that's okay because I've now met other people that don't want to do those things as well. And it is, you know, we all want to fit in. We all want to be accepted and liked, but actually our own you know as they say our tribe or our soul family they're waiting for us and I only found my soul sisters and and the women and and the men that are in my life now only because I showed up as who I authentically am and I know that as I evolve and grow even more that I'm going to welcome more people into my life as well so it's it's always a reflection of where you're at and I think that indicator of how well you're doing as well and where you're at in your in your life is you know other people you're surrounding yourself with do they add so much value to your life are they supporting you do they speak to you with love are they you know championing your dreams your visions and if the answers are no then that's your choice then to sit down and ask if that's the energy you want to have in your life because after having that and now reflecting on when I didn't have that I don't know how I ever stayed in those in those spaces for such a long time which again is no one's fault of course no. you know just as guilty of it it's as part of your else. growth right it was part of your growth exactly. and you obviously stay true to yourself especially you know as you grew and uh that's when the these other opportunities open themselves up and presented mm-hmm. themselves to you definitely so it's all a journey <laughs> it's all a journey it's all a journey well my friend listen um on that note uh all I can say is that this has been such a treat for me. So uh, I'm going to ask you to hang tight there. I'm going to close this out and uh, I'm going to keep you on the line. Me. So um, first of all, my friends, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I'm calling that oneness guy. This has been episode number 23, an interview with living in alignment podcast host, Jess and Jess. Thank you so much, my friends, please. And Jess, first of all, why don't you tell everybody where they can find all of your information? Yes. So uh, the best place to start is my website, which is www.livinginalignment.co.uk. Um, I am on Instagram at livinginalignmentuk. And that is kind of it. Oh, well, my podcast is Living in Alignment, which you will find me um, on there. I post almost weekly um and yeah just share my journey and i have lots of different things on my website i uh, all of my offerings are on there all of the podcast episodes as well and just send me an email or drop me a message if you want to chat i'm always here to um to speak to everyone and support in whatever way i can that is wonderful and my friends i'm going to be sharing all that info that jess just said so you will see them Either if you're listening to this, I will have it. Po- I will have links posted, or if you're watching this on YouTube, I will put them right along here on the bottom here somewhere. You'll see it all. So as you know, if you like what you've been listening to, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can find that oneness guy on any and all of your favorite podcasting sites and apps. And as I mentioned earlier, I've recently started to post, as you've seen, these new vlogs as that oneness guy as well. You can find them on my YouTube page. 
guys, I've been having a blast with them. I'm keeping them like under 10 minutes. I'm performing on them as well too, playing and singing. Uh, those are just quick little blurbs where I'll, I'll like pick a topic and I'll, and I'll play and perform a, a correlating song with it too. So check them out too. Okay. And uh, like I said, the only um, actual social networking sites that I've been maintaining, as you know, is just my YouTube page, LinkedIn, and you can obviously find me on Blogger too. And my sites, as you know, my book, which is IamGodBook.com. You can find everything also on DannyRongo.com. And my new site, which is where this will be uh, hosted as well, is ThatOnenessGuy.com. And remember, finally, please stay in touch because I'll be listing more and more information about my new book. That is going to be called The Ways of Oneness, Helping to Navigate Life, which was conceived under the blanket of a global pandemic. So for now, again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my next show. And until then, as always, I send you peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste.